going on, travelers? It's your main man, Just GQ, and you are tuned in to another episode of The Travel Guys, the podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. And as we have seen throughout the news and throughout every outlet, every account on social media, we know that the coronavirus is sweeping the nation. It has landed in the States primarily out in the pack northwest from overseas and there is mass hysteria going on masks are sold out all the nasty folk that were never washing their hands have have wiped the shelves clean of purell antibacterial wipes not soap though just the shortcuts which for me as a germaphobe is wildly wildly unsettling like why are you messing with with my safe haven. I've been doing this for a long time. In the in the great words of Kanye West, I've been doing this more than you. I don't I don't understand why people are now trying to get clean but still shortcutting. They're just taking baths and Purell now as opposed to there's no substitute. Okay, there is no substitute for hot water and soap. Hot water and so in 2020, we are teaching grown ass people how to wash their hands. Let that wash over you. Let that sizzle in your spirit for a little bit. In 2020, we are having to explain to grown ass adults with children, which lets you know that they probably haven't taught their kids and they, have, they are perpetuating this cycle of filth. How to wash their hands, how to how to sing happy birthday, how to say their ABCs, how to just look at a freaking clock for 30 seconds and wash their hands. That's not it's not it's not a hard situation. It's not a hard situation. And then they wanna go in the bathroom, use the bathroom, blow out their insides, maybe put water on their hands, maybe not, definitely no soap, touching the door handle. I hope you are enjoying this journey because this is what a lot of y'all were doing before washing your hands was in style, before Purell in your hands was in style. Gross. And shame. <laughs> let, that, let that wash all over you. So, But the good news is, at this point, it is now socially acceptable to deny a handshake. Now you can very easily hit somebody with a fist bump. I saw the foot tap. That's my personal favorite. I'm not going to lie to you. I definitely enjoy that. Plus, it got a little swag to it, too. And you just see somebody nod, keep your hands in your pockets, and tap tap your, tap your foot. But at the end of the day, man, like, we know that the masks are not even working. They have said, and granted, I, I only half, half believe that. Because the news outlets changed. I think they, they seeded mass hysteria. And then when they saw that the public reacted and went out and started buying up everything, then they decided to cur to curtail the message and curve it and say, hey, actually the masks aren't, aren't really working. It's like, well, aren't they though? Like, <laughs> is it that the masks don't work or that we just took all of them? And by we, I mean y'all. It took all of them, and now there are none less left for the medical professionals. And it just you're all fear mongering or or accurate reporting. We don't know. We will wait and see. It worked, and people responded. I don't know. I don't have the answer, Sway. I'm just just a humble podcaster. But it has the impact is great and very vast. You the stock markets have plummeted. I mean plummeted. 
like badly. So over a hundred and ten billion dollar hit to global airline stock. Stock market had, had recorded record has recorded record drops. Cruise ships specifically, theirs are they're taking the the greatest hit probably in due due in part because people have been quarantined on the water and unable to leave their cruise ship rooms. I don't know how many of y'all have taken cruises, but that is next to solitary confinement. <laughs> and I, I say that non-jokingly. Like a cruise ship room is so tiny. Like it is it is incredibly tiny and to not be able to one to pay that money. So I'm very curious, you know, being the frugal gentleman I am, to understand if they received any type of consideration for the fact that their vacations were ruined. Secondly, it, to have to stay in this room, I would lose my mind. I would go crazy. It is insane. And I think the 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 main stat that has been that has come under fire, not under fire, but is just people have been talking about it, is the mortality rate. The mortality rate as we see right now, knock on wood, is two to three percent. And the variance in that percentage is the undiagnosed or the undiagnosed cases where we don't necessarily know how many people ha actually have it. So knowing that that would increase the denominator, that would lower the percentage overall. So I don't necessarily, I struggle personally between, you know, being, getting swept up in this hysteria and then just kind of going about living my life as a whole. And I lean more to going ahead and living my life mostly because I'm not nasty. I, I wash my hands. I wash my hands. I try not to talk real close to people's faces. I close my mouth when I'm eating. So food's not shooting out. I'm also Purelling on a regular basis. As soon as I wash some of y'all's hands, because as I know, I have observed the nastiness and I choose to keep that away from my temple as well as I'm a typically healthy individual exercising, whatever, whatever. I think that you are doing, I'm doing everything I can <laughs> to keep infection from my body. And then that being said, like, it sounds like based on what they're saying, there's not really any precautions that you can really take to make sure that it's not, that it's, that it's going to get you there. It's going to be foolproof. It's like if Corona is in your future, like it's just in your future and hopefully your body can, can fight it off. But I don't know. I, I did hear today, shout out to Ayana. She, um, she told me, one of my friends told me that it was the youngest person who I had heard to be infected. And it was a 30 year old, her 30 year old neighbor, which was kind of wild to me. Cause I had typically only heard older folks, who were like 80 and older that were being afflicted by the virus and meeting and, and meeting their demise. So I think it honestly just comes down to personal practice and making sure that you are doing your best, your due diligence in keeping your hands clean and disinfecting your phones, which are nasty. And I know a lot of y'all are not wiping them down. Cute boosie. But I think steering wheels in your homes, I saw a clip from, I think it was The Real or something like that. I posted it to my feed where Adrian Byline, one of the, one of the LWs <laughs> from, from 3LW, she was talking about she is deucing in her crib and not washing, your, not washing her hands. She's got a whole family. So, you, so mama's just preparing the, she's she just preparing lunches. Kissing the kissing the babies with with a hand on their cheek, with all this residue, that's nasty. It's gross.
Disgusting. Disgusting. Separately, I hope y'all are uh, buying these stocks up. Because <laughs> we know that <laughs> that when these when, when these prices drop, it is a prime opportunity for y'all to go ahead and buy, get your stocks. What what Wu Tang Financial say? Diversify y'all bonds. Y'all need to go ahead and get in there and get your money. These stock these these airline specific these transportation specific stocks have plummeted. I myself picked up a hundred block of Southwest stock. It was it's dropped fifteen points. Like you got you need to get it while the getting's good because it's gonna shoot back up. We know that the the market is cyclical. That's neither here nor there. But we just know that you need to go ahead and do that. Mortgage rates, interest rates have fallen. Looking at three. If you are out here and you have you rocking a, a a four a four or a four percent or higher interest rate, might be time to refinance your mortgage. Get your money, man. This is where this is where you can you can make a move when there's mass hysteria. You got to take a strategic look. Just something, just food for thought. Just food for thought. Here on the travel guys, you know, we're always looking for ways to get liquid so we can see more of the world. You heard me. But yeah, Corona is going crazy. I think the latest casualty, as many of you have probably heard by now, Coachella has been postponed. I do not want to say canceled. South by Southwest was canceled. Ultra in Miami. I believe that was postponed as well. Don't quote me on that because that's oomph music. Boots and pants music is really not my, my feng shui. However, that was postponed as well. And then they announced Coachella would follow suit. So it looks like everything is on the chopping block. And now that we have concluded the in the news portion of the program, the in the what's on my mind portion of the program kind of follows suit because I think the question that is on my mind that's on a lot of people's minds are are you scared to travel with all this corona hysteria going on i'm still i'm hearing information from both sides i'm hearing information that you know it's yes it is creating this global hysteria the media is absolutely absolutely hyping it up however people are dying but i know that the mortality rate for those south of 50 is very, very low. And a survivor's case of the coronavirus is two weeks of basically being down bad and then you are bouncing back from what I from what I hear. But I think we, we all are trying to collect information and I don't I don't know if this is something that you just get once and then you're it's kinda of like the chicken pox, like you get it once and then you're you're good with it. I also am not sure you know, if if avoiding people is the is the wave. What I do know <laughs> is that Africa has a low count. <laughs> so I think that could be a, a safe bet of a place to go, which bodes well for me because I'm still planning to go to Mar- Morocco in July. However, I think that's that's something that I'm curious about because people have been trying to act like the other thing that people have been going back and forth about is like fares. Like fares, people are saying like some people are saying the flights are like they're giving flights away. Some people are saying that they're not. I do know the stock prices have plummeted. However, there I went on Southwest last night, and this is a hack that I tried to share on IG at GQ50 at the Travel Guides. However, 
if with Southwest only because they allow because they don't have any change fees, you could buy a fare at 140, let's call it, on January 10th and then go back February 10th and that fare may have dropped to 100 bucks and you can just change that flight and scoop those 40 bucks as a credit to be used on a flight later. That is huge and I did that on about 3 Southwest flights that I had coming up and now, because I did it on those three and was able to get like a collective $120 back, <laughs> I basically got another flight. So, I mean, this is just something that, and, and shout out to Lana for that tip, but that's one of my favorite hacks. Like when I learned that you could do that on Southwest, that like only deepened my loyalty. So, I mean, please, if you all have have not done that, if you all fly with Southwest, which I, you know, I highly encourage, please go back and get your money. Drop a message on that. So, but outside of that, like I, I've been monitoring the flights to Morocco. Now that that's now that we're talking about that, that it was very high, very high. It looks like a strong, a strong stack of the the lowest cost I've seen has been about nine hundred. So I think that's just something to keep in mind when you are looking at, you know, they're not giving flights away, but there are definitely deals out there to be had, and I would say more than normal. Because there always are deals. There's always there are always quote unquote glitch fares that are just low prices. <laughs> so I would say keep your head on a swivel. I'm going to be precautious and just be me. Like I I've always kept. I'm not gonna say always, but 75 percent of the time I've kept wet ones on me. I've 99 percent of the time keep 99 percent germ killing Purell or or the Walgreens version of that of that on me. And at the bare minimum, when I'm going through security, I am absolutely hitting the hitting the hand sanitizer, especially coming through dirty security and everything. But I know that there are some airlines that are taking precautions. Again, shout to Southwest. And that's not not sponsored. This is just like that's just my preferred airline, and they do things the right way, in my opinion. But they sent out an announcement to their Rapid Rewards members, their their loyalty program members, saying that they were taking extra precautions and and ba- with cleaning planes and and basically. Uh, laying that out so that people can see and could have more comfort. Now, granted, some of that is their business is hurting. <laughs> so take that with a grain of salt. But I think that I think it's I think it really comes down to travel at your own risk. We, you know, we always say common sense prevails. So don't go licking the seat or your tray. <laughs> Your tray table. That's it's not it's not for your tongue. And then like wash your hands. Like people are gross, dog. People are really people are really nasty. And I've been grossed out with grossed out by the human race for <laughs> for some time. Every time I get a little faith, you guys diminish it. So all the Jeremy people out there, get clean. Okay. Take a shower. Wash your hands. Basic things. I saw a meme the other day. It said, Wash your watch wash your hands. For the first verse of the thong song, okay? Sing some Cisco and sanitize. Moving on. Today's topic, we will be concluding the trio of Thanksgiving excursion destinations three months later. Thank you for bearing with us, for bearing with me. 
we will be speaking to New Zealand and Auckland specifically. Now, this was, as I mentioned, this was the consensus favorite of the favorite part of the trip. And I think that's for a couple of reasons. One, because New Zealand has a lot to offer slash we didn't know everything that it did have to offer, how much we were going to like it. And then two, we had the shortest amount of time in New Zealand. So I, I think we, one thing that I know we wanted to go see that we were unable to was Queenstown because we were staying in in Auckland. And that was primarily because when we booked this trip out, we had finite days in each space in each city that we that we went to and we could not deviate from that because we had already set up all of those departure uh, flights and so it, it basically if um, traveling in a group of, of six seven we didn't want to have to coordinate everybody changing their changing their flights and everything however the you know Queenstown is about an hour and a half two hour flight from Auckland and we just didn't have time but you could get but you could do that for you know two 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 hundred two fifty so fairly economical if you if you have it um, but it was just gonna be 24 hours for us so depending on where you stay in Queenstown and I'm gonna drop a few nuggets on Queenstown for those of you who are interested when you depending on where you stay in Queenstown you may need a car to keep things economical however they do have public transit and buses and then taxis are always available but you know we caution against taxis because if same with ubers ubers lifts those ride shares because if that's your only mode of transportation and you're going there everywhere and you have an aversion to walking places or a city bike or a city scooter for as an alternative, then those will add up on you extremely quickly. So I would very much so caution you to not depend on taxis exclusively. However, Queenstown has a lot of history, storybook beautiful, storybook beautiful, natural scenery, and outdoor adventure. So what I mean by that is they have, there's wine country there, so I know that everybody's loving loving wine, so you guys can go and, and check those out, and, and the tours look pretty awesome, I'm not going to lie. And then wine is Zealand, and we'll get to that in a little bit as well, because we were able to hit some beautiful wine country in Auckland as well. However, there are spas and bikes and hikes bars in and a lot of rafting. So there's there's a lot of I mean, it's honestly a ton of adventure for those of you who are really out here, like living your best bungee life and and wanting to do all the things that they got white water rafting and they've got bungee jumping and they've got zip lining and they've got a lot of a lot of those like more active adventure type of activities you can definitely hit your hit your stride in in queenstown but the the scenery is really like it's just it's just vast and open and it's it's very dope and those are the two that auckland and queenstown were the only two that i really spent any considerable amount of time researching, but I know that there's more within New Zealand as a whole, which is why we wanted more time to explore. What we did explore was Auckland, but not before we had an opportunity to touch down in Melbourne. We had a stopover in Melbourne, Australia, prior to arriving in Auckland. So I wanted to hit you guys with some some quick tips on how to spend 
Masomenos eight hours in in Melbourne. So I didn't expect number one. I didn't expect for coffee to be a huge deal in Australia at all, but it is specifically in Melbourne as well as like in the in broader Australia, but like specifically for Melbourne, they take great pride in their coffee. So there's a lot of artisan coffee shops. And for those of you who have not had good coffee, it ain't Starbucks. So, you know, the, it, there's a, just a different flavor profile. Starbucks is, the, the beans get super burnt. Like if you're not getting one of these like froth, and I'm, I'm sure most of you are not getting black coffee, but for those of you who are getting like the frothy, like frappa cappa lappuccinos and whatever, like you're not going to be able to taste the actual coffee. However, for anybody who has gone to an artisan coffee shop and has gotten an Americano, uh, it is just magnifique. So like that is when you can taste the the actual quality of the coffee bean or cherry as as you know but that's where you can really like taste it and get it so like there there was get the get the flavor profile that is uh not you know don't stop get it get it type situation however um (laughs) the coffee was really good there so i would definitely say to get you a cup of coffee when you are there number two my bad somebody's birthday on my MacBook. Anyways, number two, hit up DeGrave Street. DeGrave Street is a super dope, like, alley type of street or strip. Not really a strip. It's just more of a street, but it's there's a, it's comprised of a lot of dope and eclectic shops, bistros. The street art is, is crazy out there, and it is just pervasive throughout all of the the area like on all the walls on the sides of the buildings and whatnot which i didn't really expect it reminded me of tel aviv if you go back and listen to last year's thanksgiving excursion episode on israel the israel leg because we went to israel egypt palestine and france the the street art in tel aviv exceeded everybody's expectations like it caught everybody by surprise and it was it was everywhere and it was very dope you had banksy had a piece out there there was no banksy in melbourne however there were a lot of dope pieces that helped to add to the ambiance of the entire street we ended up eating at cafe NCME, um, and I hope I didn't butcher that. However, it, the food was the food was great, but it was more it's more so one of those things where all the food is going to be good. There aren't really bad choices it's because you're there kind of for the atmosphere. So as you're walking down the street, if there's any down to graves, if there's something that intrigues you, poke your head in, grab a cup of coffee, keep it pushing, go to another one if you want to if you want to eat, you know, go in, look at some shots, pick up something, you know. Live your best life. Live your best life. But definitely hit up the Gray Street. Number three, take in the architecture and make sure that you hit Eureka Tower. So the architecture is, is gorgeous. And I think that I don't know. I don't necessarily. I, I've always had a, a somewhat healthy appreciation of architecture. I think it increased a lot when I moved to Chicago and, and started to, to travel more. And so I had more conceptual understanding of architectural design and, and the beauty therein. However, the architecture in Melbourne is is gorgeous and there are there are different structures that they built just for you know just just for show but they also like the city structure and and some of the accents that 
are on them are um, are they're captivating. And then Eureka Tower, Eureka Tower is, is pretty awesome. It's the um, the highest point within the city, or a watch a lookout point, if you will, for the for the city. So you can look out over all of Melbourne and check all of that out. And then all, also down the street from Eureka Tower, there's a strip of bars and restaurants on the water that is just popping and there's a lot of music and a lot it's it's very lively so you can go and grab you a drink or something a little app little, little tapa after after you leave eureka tower but we're here to talk about auckland so when we landed in auckland that was the meetup point for the rest of the crew which which was which was cool so and we had a dope experience we met people were coming in in that morning time time period and so we ended up meeting at La La Cafe and Bar which was which is pretty awesome is that pretty dope it was down the street from our hotel and I will get to the hotels because they were a little dicey but <laughs> we will get to that so at La La Cafe and Bar was was excellent though it was a a cool little restaurant that was that was locally owned had glass ceilings so like the sun was just cascading into the into the cafe we were able to to you know it was a walk up and order place so we were able to walk up the food was the food was great that was the first tip that we knew that the the food throughout oceana was going to be delicious and the coffee was was excellent not to to melbourne as well and we just stayed there and kicked it (laughs) and they had they had drinks and whatnot as well so we were ordering ordering bottles and stuff and they were you know not club prices they were you know very economical and suitable for a similar to like a a bottle of wine but that was kind of the theme throughout because when we were traveling with that many people with with six seven people it was you know it is more economical to buy for the group than it is to buy individually however the highlight of this time was we ended up going um back up and and ordering grabbing another bottle and i think at this point we we drank them out of champagne so <laughs> we ended up getting them uh we had to get some of those mini bottles and they like went out to to get some for us but we met the owner and so the owner had been just silently observing us being ridiculous because everybody was catching out we hadn't seen each other in some time and so he came over and kicked it with us a little bit which was which was always cool so shout out to him i'm absolutely a thousand and ten percent sure that he is not listening to this even though we we did drop that we had a podcast (laughs) because but you know shout out to him because la la cafe and bar was definitely was definitely popping next we hit the sky tower so the sky tower is a main attraction is down in downtown auckland is a skyscraper that spans more than 200 meters high and personally it reminded me of the Sears Tower in Chicago or Willis Tower depending on which nomenclature you subscribe to however there were two options when you when you go in so you can either you go up to the high point and you can either walk around inside very chill they've got like some cafes they've got gift shops trying to sell you extra stuff that you don't need you know etc and then they and then there's an outside option so the outside option if you are following the the tree, there are two options on the outside. One, you they, you can skywalk, which there is about there is a a, a meter wide, which is 
a meter wide <laughs> um, platform where you can walk around the sky tower and you can see everything. Obviously, you're bungeed in, and it's about a hundred dollars extra. There, the the total prices are where it was about thirty. 30 it was thirty two bucks for adults and thirteen bucks for kids that were six and older. But it's about a hundred dollars more to walk outside. They they give you a suit. They give you everything that you need, and then they and then you're just walking around. A a group like you're single file like you're in like you're in kindergarten first grade and and then but you are they're stopping you so they can like explain certain things to you about what you're seeing in the city and it looked pretty dope I was candidly going to do that and then I was pressured by the group to not because they're I would one it's gonna hold things up like if if the group is not down it is definitely a, a greater time commitment because you can go and you can come and go as you please in the sky tower however when you are walking outside there are there are certain times when groups are going up and then it's 45 45 minutes I believe that you are out there so you are committing to like a hard hour and then it's probably gonna be like a, a 30 minute to an hour wait before you can actually go up because they obviously have to give you a debrief or give you a briefing on what you can and cannot do etc so i was going to pay the extra hundred go outside do it for the culture and you know but whatever it's all good i didn't want to hold things up we were we were kicking it the second option for outside is the sky jump so this caught me off guard (laughs) because prior to we were waiting for the other people to get to the sky tower and whenever we had idle time we were drinking so so we were across the street having a glass of champagne and a couple beers waiting for the rest of the crew to arrive and all of a sudden i hear this shriek like this woman is screaming at the top of her lungs and i don't know what's going on and i get i'm very Cautious in large settings because people are crazy and I'm going to get up through if somebody does act wild. However, they I looked over and people were looking up and they were looking at this woman who had bungee jumped off of the sky tower. And I was like, I don't feel like the Lord needs that, wants that for me. Like, I just don't. <laughs> that's not not my ministry. I'm not going to be I'm not going to be doing that at all. But that is an option if that is for you. You know, I don't want to stand in your way. But that if that if that's if that's something that that moves you, please, by all means, go ahead and do that that was not for me the highlight or the low light for me was that after over 30 years on this earth i got shot on by a bird i was wearing all black so it was very visible and as i was sipping a a drink i looked down and i saw a streak of white that hit my shirt and got on my pants and the bird was nowhere in sight However, he felt my hatred and rage. I just, I, I was, I was kind of beside myself. I tried to wipe it off. It did not work. It was very clear what had just happened, and it was, it was, it stressed me out. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Uh, yeah, getting shot on is not the, <laughs> is not the way. There's been many people who have tried to, who have tried to do so on me. You know, just, just hating on, just hating, but. Never, never by bird. Never literally, and never by bird. <laughs> so yeah, that happened in New Zealand. So next, we went to the wharf, which is down like all wharfs are near the near the water, 
and there were a lot of restaurants and bars and clubs that were down there. We fell into this random this random bar with a live with a live band, and they were jamming like the Kiwis were going off in there, <laughs> and we fell right in right in with them. Uh, I think I do think that I was having the best time. I was I was kicking it, man. I uh, I was able to get me in a couple of requests, and you know Billy Ocean, definitely Earth, Wind, and Fire. Big fans, big fans, and some Marvin as well. Those of you who I've talked to, I'm, I'm an audiophile, man. If you've been listening to the Travel Guys for a long time, you know I talk about music a lot. And I, I just, I love, I love old school music. That's why I was, I was raised on all that. Caribbean Queen is my whole jam. So they, they definitely played that. September, Earth, Wind, and Fire. All of Marvin's catalog. Let's get it on sexual healing, inner city blues, what have you. Make me want to holler. Hitchhike. Going back to the beginning, I'll be doggone. All of Martin's catalog is fair game whenever I'm around. And I'm just trying to delight the people because the people need to know. People need to appreciate. In short, though, we had a great time <laughs> down on the wharf. We went back, retired for the night, and then we woke up early the next morning for a long day of drinking-themed activities, which I know are near and dear to a lot of people's hearts because people love them. So we we woke up, we loaded up our flasks and then we started to hike Mountain or Mount Eden, excuse me. And as we went up, this is not a a serious hike. I would realize as we were hiking up. However, once you get to the apex of the of the mountain, you are able to see all of Auckland. And we were you have you have two options. So you can Hike the whole thing, which takes a long time, <laughs> to be honest. So you can tell what what we did. Or you can take a car to like kind of a midpoint, and then you can hike the the remainder of the of the mountain. And that's what we did. And it was more so because the view was the destination was more important than the journey in this in this instance. But the the views were impeccable. There was it's a, it's definitely a photo op for those of you trying to do it for the gram you can see all of you can see the sky tower you can see all of the the skyline you can see and you have 360 views because obviously you can turn around and <laughs> i just had a, a strong flashback to wedding crashers or uh old school turn around um but yeah, that's neither here nor there. What was I talking about? Ah, uh, yes. So you can you can look and see the see the whole city at the apex. From there, we went back down, changed, and then we went on a wine tour in the Wahiki Islands. Uh, and so we uh, took took the tour with Ananda Tours, which is spelled like the old MTV VJ. Ananda, so Amanda without the N, or with an N, excuse me. And this was it was it was a good tour. It was a, it was a really good tour. It was a good, great idea. It was about two hundred bucks per person. The rates are negotiable if you have a big group. However, we started in Auckland. Obviously, we took a ferry to the Waikiki Island, and then once we got off of the ferry, then. You hop on a tour bus and then they they take you around. The issue came <laughs> because they had oversold our tour, or so it or so it seemed. And so as we were trying to, and similar to other places where you travel, there are other column 
agencies who are selling tours for the actual company and that wires can get crossed there they do the same thing with with lodging and whatnot because tour anywhere where tourism is a major a major industry however they were they basically oversold it and so the first thing i heard was value you know i'm like this is this is gonna be great value you have oversold this you have inconvenienced us and i am always down to be inconvenienced if it means i can save 50 percent that's just that's just how i'm wired baby so they were trying to there was a hop on hop off tour that they were trying to get us on that was more expensive and they were trying to or excuse me it was it was less expensive because we had a um we had a, a different tour with it where we were going to be at the wineries for a longer uh time as opposed to hopping off grabbing a glass of wine, getting back on, having more of an abbreviated stay at each winery. And I was I had I had some words for the for the person. I'd like to to share them as well if you don't mind letting in the ear. First okay. and for the hop on hop off tour, that's our last two stops. Okay. I think yeah. the biggest the biggest thing is we'll probably it sounds like you're trying to get our value up to what we've already paid. If we need to I think we might need that money back to get to the to yeah. the hop on hop off. Yes. And that is what matters. <laughs> Run me my money. That is what I, I wanted. Because you're going to have a similar experience for less dollars. And that is great. That is great. I'm all about, I'm all about the added value. However, they did, sadly, they did end up finding some of the people were on the wrong tour. And so that was what was driving the, the maxed out seating. So they got them off, got us on. I was very sad because I was already counting my chips. But all in all, we hit about five different wineries and they had really in-depth wine knowledge and commentary that they went into, which I always appreciate as a person who's interested in beverage we drank and ate well and uh mostly at the at the cable yard winery shout out to them they were definitely pretty dope so and i think they were they were it was probably that in the first one who i can't think of but it was the one with dan if you guys were following my stories dan was dan was the man dan, dan was pretty cool but they're independent wineries so they're trying to obviously like sell their wines at the end of the day we ended up buying a couple of bottles that we that we drank uh, later on in the trip, but there were it was it was it was a really quality time. It goes from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So I will plan accordingly. Know that you that that is going to be a, a an entire day uh, type of situation. And then once you come, once we came back, we ended up going to the the wharf again to but to a different restaurant and then actually ate there this time. So other other things to do in Auckland. Kind of that is kind of span different means. So you've got the a lot of them are water water related. So you have like sailboat cruises. You have other tours that will take you around the city by by boat. There's also a dolphin and whale watching safari cruise, which I thought would be would be pretty dope. We just obviously did not have time to do that. That's about a buck twenty five, um, and that and you should book that early because that will likely sell out. There are also the and I hope I say this right, the Waitomo Caves, and they have tours for that, so you can you can explore there as well. Um, and then they also have the, um, there's a day trip to one of the, to Cathedral Cove, which has, has a, a pretty nice beach from from what I, what I saw that I think would be of interest to you as well. Now, I think, so there's, there's a lot to do in Auckland, a lot I spoke to. However, 
beyond Auckland. I mentioned Queenstown. There's there are other areas within New Zealand that you can explore to get a more complete experience and more complete feel for Auckland or for New Zealand, excuse me, as a whole. I mentioned that the lodging was a little dicey. Now we booked a package deal where everything to get to get lower prices for the crew, we booked as a group. So be that as it may, we had the hotels that were kind of chosen for us and we were trying to stay within a certain price range, but we ended up at a holiday inn. So, and it wasn't like, it wasn't super nice. It, it felt very hostily to me. And I know that can be a visceral, a word that evokes a visceral reaction from some. However, hostels are, should not be looked down on, should not be looked down upon. If you have not stayed in one, hostels are, as I like to refer to them, no frills, hotel rooms. So you're going to have like a cafeteria floor. You're going to have two beds. You're going to have clean sheets. You may or may not have a comforter. And that's really it. Like you'll have, you'll have a bathroom that will suffice like, and you'll have some clean towels and washcloths and whatnot, but like, there's not going to be any extra So, like, you may or may not have a TV, like, the dresser may or may not be from Ikea, like, there's just, there's nothing that's going, it's just going to, it's not going to impress you, but it it is functional. And that's all that I need, but I think that that's something that people have varying tastes, and that can also be, and so depending on the group that you're traveling with, that could be something that you need to keep in mind. So, I would be looking, I mean, Auckland definitely has nice hotels. We were staying somewhat close to city center, but I think you, but the prices were obviously, like, increasing the closer and you got. So, that's just something to keep in mind. As far as Costco, New Zealand was fairly similar to Australia in terms of not being nearly as expensive as was advertised. And uh, so I would I would plan accordingly there. There's no real drastic change, greater or less. And then lastly, I would highly recommend that you go to New Zealand. I mean, this was as I mentioned, we wish we had more time to spend there to to really more to more completely explore. And so I think I would go back for that for that very reason and just like and try to hit Queenstown and try to hit some of these other spots. I would definitely need to add another country in because, as I mentioned, I'm kind of cool on Sydney and and Australia. Well, I guess I could see the other the other side of of Australia as well. Australia is a big, a big, a big place, big country to to explore. So you want to make sure that so you can you there's you could I, I would go back I would go back to Australia I would just have to go to different different cities and then I could pair that with with the with Queenstown and and the rest of or the other places I wanted to visit in in New Zealand as well. But we made it. We are currently I can start telling you guys about 2020 travel. So. <laughs> Those of you who have demanding jobs, y'all know, y'all know, okay? And I told you before, this is a labor of love. I'm trying to find time to get y'all the information so that y'all can go and y'all can live your best lives. So I appreciate y'all listening. Please subscribe if you have not. Review the podcast. Please tell 10 friends to listen to the travel guides. If somebody's going on a a trip and you know it's a destination that we've talked about, send them the episode. Y'all sending them everything else on IG. Y'all sending them all the links and everything to your group, to your groups. I know. I see y'all. I know what y'all are doing. Send them the podcast. Send them, send them to the group chat. Just drop it in there. Try to expand somebody, somebody's horizons. Say, hey, I heard that you were you were talking about going somewhere before all this coronavirus stuff dropped. 
Her, why don't you check out check out New Zealand? Here's an episode. Bam. There you go. Thank you in advance. That'll do it for another episode of the Travel Guides. As always, as I mentioned, subscribe to the show, like all the pictures, review the podcast, tell 10 friends, and follow us on social media at the Travel Guides at GQ50. And remember, your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening.